Welcome to the WordPress Shop Podcast with our hosts, Colleen LaMasters and Adam Miggitz. I'm Colleen LaMasters of Colleen LaMasters Creative, and I specialize in WordPress websites, both design and development. I use thoughtful strategy to create beautifully crafted and optimized websites that are also easy to manage on a day-to-day basis for my clients. Adam Miggitz, located in South Carolina, is a web developer focused on integrating custom functionality to websites. Now let's jump into the episode. I'm expecting that we'll have a have a great chat about WordPress today. There we go. Yes, this should be a very good conversation. So, hello everybody. Welcome to the WordPress shop where we discuss, Colin and I discuss all things WordPress. Very cool. And if anyone wants to drop anything in the chat, if they don't want to come up on stage, but they have a question they want to pose, feel free to drop it over in the chat and we will check those out and answer those questions as well. I think really just the the main thing for today is kind of an, a WordPress AMA, a WordPress Ask Me Anything, right? You know, if you have questions, bring them up and we'll try and help you solve them. Yeah, it's funny. I was speaking of so WordPress, now we're in WordPress 6.0. The big six that oh anyway i was reading the uh a little bit of what they were offering and they actually said it's 500 enhancements and 400 bug fixes isn't that crazy that is so many bug fixes that it, i mean maybe not i i i just feel like that's an excessive amount than than usual am i crazy it can be i mean there's you can have a lot of little bugs that are that you fix but that's yeah i guess if you going from the five five point nine what was the last one? Nine seven? No, nine six. I, I think nine, it was only nine three. Five nine three, maybe. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think it was nine three. So just going up to six, they were probably keeping a run tally. So instead of going, you know, the different versions, they jumped to six and just added it. So it seems like a lot. But true. But I was more impressed about the five hundred enhancement because they actually said you can select. So if you're using blocks, WP, you know, word blocks, Gutenberg, whatever. So if you have two blocks, like say two paragraph blocks in two different sections. From what I understood, you, if you highlight, you know, uh, we just, you know, copy the or highlight the, the uh, text in both, you can actually do a shortcut key and link them both together and put and put them back into one uh, paragraph block. Oh, nice! Yeah, see, I haven't played too much with some of the newer the newer features in there, but you know what I have been messing with, which isn't I know unique to six but the patterns and kind of putting those patterns together to try and make things easier for clients and just, you know, the recurring blocks that always seem to get grouped together. The patterns, I have to say, I I like that feature. That's that's quite handy. That was one of the things in six that said they have the offering they're gonna be offering more of the patterns. Very cool. Yeah, I'm excited to, to mess around. You know, I have to say that I had someone, a friend of mine who has always been on Squarespace, they reached out and said, oh, I'm going to, you know, move over to WordPress. I need something more robust, you know, the typical reasons that they, they move over. And, um, she goes, you know, but I have, she was with like Bluehost or something, you know, generic host and Bluehost installed themes for her, a, a Bluehost theme that was WordPress, you know, Gutenberg and block compatible it was a full site editor theme and i'm gonna have to play around with full site editing because i know it is it's supposed to be so much easier and this and that but i have to say as someone who deals in wordpress every day right out of the box it was not super intuitive to me and i was just going i was i was trying to mess around on my own with the 2022 you know the default theme for full site editing just to see if i could get the hang of things 
you know, maybe my brain has turned to mush and I'm just missing things, but um, there's going to be, I think, a steep learning curve for someone who does not have day-to-day WordPress experience or, or, you know, coding and design know-how. There's, there's going to be a, a steep learning curve, I think. Have you played around with full site editing much? Yeah, I took a look at the 2022 um, or 2023, whatever it's called, theme that I have built in, excuse me. And um, I didn't, yeah, it was, it seemed very cool. I was like, all right, cool. You know, you can, you can, you know, all have, you know, full site, all one page to edit whatever you needed. But what I didn't see is that you can separate. So I guess you can't really, let's see. So if it made a change on a page and then go, go use the page editor, I think it didn't, something happened. I don't know. So there was, there was a glitch or maybe I was something wrong where it didn't actually change in another spot or something. I don't know. But, um, but it was very cool. You know, I think there is some really great potential in the full site editing. I, I, I'm a big fan of, you know, let's get WordPress to the masses in the sense that let's make it easy for someone who just who wants to get their website up and running and let's remove some of the barriers to entry, right? And I don't know about full site editing as I, I I'm worried and maybe I'm crazy, but I'm worried that maybe they like rushed the release of it and it wasn't all the way fleshed out, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I've just been in my own little theme world too long and I haven't, you know, I haven't dabbled in it enough, uh, which I know I haven't. So I will continue to do it because I know that the ultimate, you know, my goal as a designer developer is to make things easier for my clients. So how, if it's not easy for me, how can I make it easier for them? You know, so I'm definitely going to have to do some playing around and, and learn, but I'd be interested to hear if anyone else has any, any thoughts on, on full site editing and their experience. Well, it's, it's funny with full site editing with WordPress, it's so uh, interesting that or it, it just kind of takes away the, the whole, what am I trying to say, the purpose of WordPress, you know, where you can interchange different things, you know, instead of kind of an all-in-one change. You know, I, I get that that's what, you know, makes it easier, but I just don't know how to do it in the WordPress way. I guess it's just one or the other. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. No, I, I understand, though, because it is, you know, everything is supposed to be, all these changes are supposed to be to make it easier to do. And I think ultimately it probably will be. But because it is so removed from what I'm used to, I am I feel like I'm relearning a foreign CMS almost. Part of the reason that clients come to me is because this is not their wheelhouse. They don't want to deal with it. They want, you know, they want the the easiest and the lowest common denominator to get their site up to date. So if I, you know, if they have too many options, there's more, they're more inclined to mess it up and then they're going to be upset. I'm going to be upset. So unless it's done within a workflow like that, you know, the, the people that need to know, know how there, there are too many options with full site editing. It, I think what has to happen is that you have to have more of a, you know, these sites or, or different things where it says you're now entering, you know, classic editor mode or now you're entering full site entry mode so it actually changes the screen the look the entire thing so that you're kind of picking one or the other so that you're not mixing because i think that would be less confusing but you know again it it messes with the whole word wordpress workflow currently (laughs) right i agree i think you know i think i'm going to keep 
doing things kind of my way and try and integrate in some of the the smaller functionality and and feature benefits there you know like i love i love block widgets i think that's great you know i mean some like really honestly like basic things because the widget area is defined i can define that and then they can put in a plethora of whatever widget they want an Instagram feed, they want featured products from their store, you know, they can pick and choose. And that I think is just the right amount of choice within the the tight framework that we've designed to where they can't necessarily mess up the rest of the site, just with, you know, picking a widget kind of thing, because we have designed the framework around that. But when you start getting into like, hey, edit the global header and edit, you know, I mean, that's, it is a nice thing to have for somebody who wants to go the DIY route and doesn't have time to learn code or doesn't want to mess with the code. But for someone that is reaching out to a professional, they don't necessarily want to get into the, you know, in the trenches of that stuff. And full site editing, I think, is kind of a barrier, you know, and if that's, I'm not a barrier, that's not the right word. It's, it's catering to a different type of WordPress user, I guess. And my WordPress users are not the ones that need that because they have me, I guess is the, the better way to say it. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. Definitely. Best. Right. And I just, you know, like there are so many great things about WordPress and I, I'm just, I'm a little hesitant. Like I always want to, you know, be a supporter and, and scream it from the rooftops because I do think that it is a more robust solution than the other ones out there. But then they go and they do something like the full site editing and it just feels incomplete or like not all the way thought out in the launch or, I can't put my finger on why why it is that I'm just not sold on it, other than what we just said, and that um, you know it's not necessary for everybody. So that's I think my my pushback on full site editing. For sure, I I listen to a lot of or, or I, I try to go, go into a lot of the WordPress community stuff. You know, other developers talking about WordPress and, and things, and, and and recently there was a conversation about. There are some people that wanted to stand that wanted WordPress to actually standardize somehow standardize a certain CSS or a certain CSS for uh, you know built in and you know not they were saying not to use certain libraries and stuff but I guess picking picking and choosing certain ones as a you know default CSS library starter or whatever you want to call it um, and a lot of people including me did not like that because I think it takes away from the flexibility because if you know out of the box you know if you start adding loading stuff because out of the box a lot of stuff times i go in i'm like all right start removing stuff so i can put only what i want to do because really it should be a per page type thing of especially css i agree i think that i've heard that you know like oh it should start with like a base theme or a, not base theme but like a, you know a base framework or whatever and i think that is kind of getting away a little bit from the spirit of wordpress and you know it was created to be you know super flexible and you know do anything you want with it bend it to your will that's what i always tell my clients why i love wordpress is because i can bend it to my will and you know starting like you said starting with some some you know base default things whether it be you know css or you know whether it's a framework or whatever i think that does kind of get away from the spirit 
of, of how WordPress or how it was originally intended to be. I understand the the reasoning for it. I'm not I'm not necessarily in favor of it, but I, I can understand the other side of the argument because I, I do the same thing. I go in there and I start removing, you know, some of the extra stuff that I know that we don't need. And I also still prefer to install it, like do the famous five minute install. That's my that's my jam. I do not I've had more problems and more headaches when I do like a hosting company's you know, one click, easy install. I swear there's nothing easy about that. I don't know if it's me, but it probably is, but I, without fail, something will like get messed up if I do the one click install. And so I'm like, I'd rather go in and do it manually, take out what I don't need before I start like FTPing things to the server and get it pared down and then, you know, put my, my theme on and then start fresh. But yeah, I, I agree that, you know, I, I, I get why they want to have some sort of like baseline or, you know, default setup. And well, like to take, take, take exam, you know, for example, take the library bootstrap, right? It's a very nice, you know, library. It's got a lot of things, but it's huge. I mean, it's, it's, it's because it has a lot to offer. So if you take that library and stick it in, it's okay. Now it's bootstrap. I can just call whatever library or whatever classes I need. It's there. It does it done, but it's now loading all of that on every single page, which you don't need because maybe you use 2%, you know, of the classes or even 1% of the classes, that's all you needed. Actually, that's, I have a good, um, good question. Speaking of bootstrap and and frameworks and things like that, what is your go-to, like if you're, Adam, I don't, I know that you're less focused these days on, on theme building, but um, do you have a kind of a go-to framework that you, you start with when you're building things? Um, it, I can't think of the one I used to use before Bootstrap. Um, oh, man, my, my brain is not working right. Um, I cannot think of the name of it. There was one I was using a lot. It was like uh, normal, normal-CSS or something like that. Anyway, it, it was a basic CSS stuff that they had. Um, but then I was doing a lot of bootstrap just because out of the box, I had to do a lot of like demos and stuff and I didn't really want to mess with it. And I weren't, wasn't worried about the, uh, speed on these specific, specific things that I was doing. So I was using a lot of bootstrap. Um, but when it comes to, you know, speed and stuff, bootstrap, even though they, they're using bootstrap has its own CDN and stuff, but it's still, in my opinion, it kind of boggles it down because it's just too much. Um, but Bootstrap has so much. It's a nice one. It's just a lot. Um, so what I do is just I've been piecing together what I like from different things and, and what clients have liked in the past and kind of put that in my own little CSS library and just use that as my starter base. Yeah, I. Um, that's kind of what I do. I Because I, I love Bootstrap, but you're right. It is hefty. And there's all these bells and whistles, but how much of the bells and whistles do you really use? So, you know, it's important to to pick and choose what what you're actually going to use. But yeah, I actually, I have to say that Bootstrap is kind of my, my go-to for the most part. But it is, I don't know if a Frankenstein Bootstrap is kind of the, the way that I've been doing it, but that's kind of my, my preferred. Yes, for sure, for sure. But on the other side... It actually, by seeing what well, I've re- realized uh, uh, with my my own self, because I, I I'm still kind of you know set in my own ways of you know have 
I have my own little, you know, uh, CSS library I go to, my go-to library, or I have even my own little uh, dev uh, classes that I have built that I just keep using and stuff. I forget that to kind of pick my my head up and like kind of look around and be like, you know, should I go back not to the drawing board, but should I, you know, kind of look around and like, you know, I can make this better, make this better, you know. And then of course you get can you can also get into a rabbit hole of, you know, now you're constantly in developer mode, but you know, it's not necessarily good because you can always change everything. But you have to have that balance, you know, where you're you're not set staying, you know, static, so to speak, in your own, you know, developer, you know, tools, but you're also, you know, willing to, to get out there and be like, hey, you know what, this should be polished a little better. I, you know, I should do this or use this. This is actually a better way, whatever, you know, so. I was just going to say the same thing. It is, you know, I try and be cognizant of the fact that, just because I know how to do something one way doesn't make it the only way or the right way or, you know, like maybe it was because that's one of the things that you think about technology, right, is that it's ever changing. It's always evolving. So just because, you know, like the most optimal way to do something or the, you know, the most optimal framework that a year from now, something better won't pop up. And I I have to remind myself to, you know, not be so stuck in my ways that be being open to change, which is just, it's in my nature as, as part of the type A, like everything needs to be structured and everything has a, you know, like a recipe or, uh, you know, the, the process is set. It's like, I need to remember to allow for some flexibility there because there, there are things that are evolving and changing and, and improving and, you know, making sure that, the code that goes into the web design is also a part of that as well. Yes, for sure. I, I mean, like for instance, I, I, uh, we were mentioning, we were talking about a couple times telling you, you built a, a mortgage calculator, or I think it was mortgage calculator. Yes, oh, reverse you, mortgage I, calculator. I, ah, yes. I would just do a, you know, did my own little custom PHP tool and do it, whatever. But you went right to because you're used to Gravity Forms. You actually did it in Gravity Forms, which is impressive. So, you know, you use the tool that was right there. Thank you. I figured I had to do it in there. You know, so I, I that's, that's very cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was. So the thought process behind that was because in theory, like I always tell my clients, I'm happy to make the day-to-day -day changes. You know, you, you want a new blog post put up? Great. You know, someone on, on my team can handle that. I, I'll stay, you know, with my nose in the code kind of thing. But um, I want them to be able, I always tell them, I want to teach you to fish. But if you don't want to fish and you just want me to give it to you, that's fine too. But I want you to at least know how, if you want. And this particular client um, for the the mortgage, the reverse mortgage calculator, he wanted to be able to change change the rate, you know, like when the Fed would change the mortgage rates, he wanted to be able to go in there. So that was the piece, that was the variable component that he was allowed to touch without breaking everything else. And that was where Gravity Forms really came in handy because it was the the interface was such that it was easy for him without breaking everything else, as opposed to doing it all in code. And then, you know, having to try and teach him like, okay, here's the code that you touch. Here's the code, you know, like that, that just wasn't wasn't in the card. So Gravity Forms did do the job for us in that particular instance. But, you know, I can tell you it took a lot longer to do it that way than I bet it would have to do, you know, just a quick PHP thing. But at the end of the day, you know, the client needs to be able to, in that particular case, needs to be able to manage a portion of it. So thus, Gravity Forms was, was the winning solution in that regard. 
Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's it's great to see the different ways that we can do one thing. You know, that's that's what I think was that's always keeps me driven on on especially with code. It's like, you know, I can it's like I can code out something this way, but there's you know I know there's at least probably five ways of, of doing the same thing. <laughs> now, it's true, but you yeah. know what? Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say you have to be careful not to go each down each rabbit hole of each five ways to create five different things when you're like you just need one. So no, that's exactly what I was going to say. Was that I will sit sometimes and like I'll be driving in the car, right? And I'm I'm by myself in the car and it's it's quiet and I, my mind will wander and I'll think about how I coded something and I'll be like, wait, okay, is that the most like flexible way that I should have coded that? What if we need to expand this? Like, and I'm always trying to, for better, for worse, trying to think two to three steps ahead. But sometimes you don't need to ever think two to three steps ahead. Like, I don't need it to, uh, you know, appeal to the the masses in that regard. Like, it's only going to be used for that one instance or whatever. And so I don't need to waste that brain power trying to figure out how to, like, make it, you know, appeal or be, you know, fit a broader case scenario. And I always have to remind myself to rein it back in because I'm always looking for the efficiencies and how can I make this more efficient for a larger, larger scenarios. And, oh, they're only using it for, you know, like we've talked about, Adam, with this, with the Wine Club plugin that I know we haven't talked about it in a while, but, you know, we talked about it being based on WooCommerce. And, but then, then we started talking because you and I think the same. It's like, all right, well, what if they don't have WooCommerce? Like, that's a pretty robust shop. Like, what if they don't need all the, you know, the the horsepower of WooCommerce, but they just need to, you know, run this, this little like batch processing twice a year kind of thing. It doesn't make sense to have WooCommerce. So how do we expand that beyond? And then, you know, it's like, wait a minute, you know, more often than not, you know, you got to kind of play the odds and be like, am I wasting all this brain power trying to come up with the most efficient thing for the largest number of people? Or do I just need to do what this particular client needs and know that other people will fall in line because that is the more, you know, efficient way to do it. It's, it's something that honestly I struggle with, to be honest. I, it's just, I am always thinking, how can I make this more efficient, which is both good and bad because you do fall down that rabbit hole. Yes, for sure. It, I think it's the, it's funny. I, I, sometimes I get too customized with like, okay, this client only needs this one particular thing. And then, you know, after I, you know, look at it or after I debug it a few times and then, then I look at it and I'm like, wait a minute, why am I being so static and stuck into this one? Because now it's, it's, you know, I made it specifically for this client using it this way. And I'm like, wait a minute. It should be a little more flexible. Let me kind of, you know, open the range a little bit and, and add, you know, add, put that in the settings area. They can just turn things on and off or, or whatever the case is. You know, WordPress is a is a great community because there it's open source and there's there's so much support out there. Yeah, it's really it's my preferred platform because of the flexibility of it. Okay, that concludes this episode. Our hosts will return with another topic in the next episode. Bye, Bye-bye, everyone.